0: It is the first official full squad workout of baseball season. The thing you want in the first day is to get on the field and get it over with. Just kind of get that first one behind you.
1: Welcome to the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the podcast that takes you inside the clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black with our AJC Braves beat reporter, Justin Toscano, and our columnist, Michael Cunningham. The gang's all here from the visiting radio booth at Cool Today Park in Northport, Florida. And uh, as Justin tweeted out, quote, PFPs, baby. Spring training is here.
2: It's the the catalyst of spring training. I mean, the sights, the sounds, the smells of sunscreen, uh, fans lined up with the sign, and uh, we don't have Alex Anthopoulos today, but we do have Michael Cunningham.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got bumped for the GM.
1: I'm glad you're still a friend of the podcast after getting bumped for the GM yesterday, and after Justin locked you out of the house. So it's Sunday. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, this I'm actually. I like spring training. Um, I always seek balance in my life. I'm sometimes a pretty skeptical, probably bordering on cynical person sometimes. (laughs) So this is my balance. I come to spring training and this is the time for optimism and... The weather's nice, and you know, right now, nothing has gone wrong, so everything's good for the Braves.
1: Well, this is our uh, Hope Springs Eternal first full practice of the season show, and uh, coming up, we'll have our observations of some of the first round of drills in this here stadium. Plus, we will update you on two of the Braves pitchers that are not quite as ready as they'd like to be. We'll also hear from Marcelo Zuna, and if he can put the struggles of the last two seasons behind him, and today's clubhouse conversation is the Braves' big new arm in the bullpen. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome aboard, and make sure you Follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
4: Ocean breeze. Tropical beach. Pina Colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see... Do and enjoy along the world's most famous beach, Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on.
1: All right, a reminder that if you missed it yesterday, Alex Anthopoulos joined the show. Justin, uh, yeah, we kicked uh, Michael out so we can get a half an hour with, uh, with Alex and a great conversation. So please go back on the feed and listen to that if you have not done so.
2: Really, really great conversation. I mean, thank you to Alex again, you know, for his time, taking his time out of a busy day for us. Gave us 30 great minutes. Um, yeah, we learned a lot about Max Freed, his own contract situation, and how he views Atlanta, um, and a lot more of the relevant storylines in spring training here.
1: All right, well, we cannot have you know, a spring training show without the sounds of the first batting practice session in the stadium. And uh, that crack of the bat you hear is Ronald Acuna, and
2: uh, he wins. He was good. I think you counted it up. I was trying to take some notes for a story that I'm going to have today. You counted four over the batter's eye one off the scoreboard, and then I saw another one in that stairwell right next to the scoreboard. So uh, he can he can kind of turn it on, I think. And a one over the berm there in the left center.
3: You can tell when he's hitting it right. Uh, I was talking to somebody today. I was like, hey, do you think he'll get back to that 2019 kind of MVP form? And it's like, yeah, because the guy's just so good no matter what else. Injuries, anything to do with his attitude or anything like that, the guy's just so good when he puts – Bat on ball, it's, it's unbelievable.
1: I mean, yeah, you know, it's 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 February, but that batter's eye is 400 feet away from us. It's what 20 feet high. Yeah, and not many guys here were knocking multiple over the top of it this early on.
3: Yeah, he can he can rake.
1: The um the other two awards I have to hand out um from this first round of uh, BP, uh, Acuna wins the top tier, of course. Sam Hilliard in the competing for a roster spot category, and in the minor league category catcher, Tyler Tovey. Both of those guys were peppering that um, the offices out there in right center and putting it in this kind of strange, truest pavilion in the, in right center field.
2: Yeah, Tovey was a guy, I think you and I saw him, right, Jay? A couple days ago when we did the observation on the catchers, we did the defensive work. Right before that, they had done BP. Um, and in the turtle, I mean, usually big guys like that, I'd, I'd say he's probably listed around 6'4", 6'5". Six, six, and he looks at he doesn't have a hitch in his swing. It's very smooth, um, and he's, he's been killing the ball pretty much all week here.
1: All right, so that's the Tyler Tolvey segment of, well, the Braves report for probably the entire season. But uh, he looked he looked great in BP, but uh, Sam Hilliard, also you know, one of those guys fighting for a roster spot, uh, he's got some power.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he's he's got tools. Uh, that's what it's really going to come down to is Alex actually came on the podcast yesterday and said, bat first guys, Rosario, Ozuna, now if they don't hit, you've got a couple of these other toolsy guys who can play good defense they can run um in Eli White's case he can run very fast and play great defense in Hilliard's case he plays great defense the arm's really good he runs well um and you know I mean you got to watch out for those guys they're going to have options in left field something you would think has to stick
3: yeah I think that's a that's that's a good point about all the options that they do have in left field I'm kind of interested to see how that all plays out I think ideally obviously you just rather have a Everyday guy out there that you just run out there against lefties, against righties, they can play defense and they can hit. The Braves don't have that. They're going to have to mix and match. Snit has some options. Uh, so that, I think that's one of the things I really want to see during this camp is if any of those guys separate themselves or if it will be a mix and match situation.
1: Now the shortstop situation. Orlando RC Yvonne Grissom in the same group. And we've gotten a lot of que- well, we've gotten questions since December about how those two look. Well, we finally got to see them. And uh, this is the first time we've seen them on the field
2: yeah yeah I mean you can't tell a ton but during defensive work both of course you know we're good two shortstops stops fielding ground balls off the fungo I mean not not the most difficult exercise in the world but good the one thing for Grissom though is that you can say um you want to show up when your boss is there uh and all I'm say Braves chairman Terry McGurk was watching and and Grissom was blasting him out so uh you know good good on Grissom gets some points there
1: the Grissom's defense has been talked over and over again but uh He cuts a figure in the batter's box.
2: Definitely. And he's more, I know his exit velocity marks weren't great last year, but he's really more of a bat to ball guy. And so if he can hit more consistently, I'm thinking he'll develop. Look, he's, he was 21 years old last year. He's 22. Now, as long as he gives you playable defense, solid defense, there's some upside in the batter's box. He runs well. His base running instincts have always been really good. I think there's a lot of room to grow there. And, he just looks like an athlete. I mean, he looks like a really good athlete. Yeah, he's got, you know, he's in shape um, and he, he looks good out there. I think, I mean, it's really his job to lose, right? We look at this thing, and as much as you want to give Orlando Arcea credit, you have to kind of read the room. And the Braves have, I don't want to say given the job to Von Grissom because he still has to win it. And I don't think the Braves would be afraid to put Orlando Arcea there. Elvis Andrus is now off the board. So, you know, in terms of signings they could make or trades they could make, I guess something could happen. I don't think they'd be afraid to put Arcea there, so Grissom's got to win the job. But the riding is kind of on the wall, and he seems to have the inside track.
1: All right, so all in all, Brian Snicker, how'd it go? The thing you want in the first day
0: is to get on the field and get it over with. Just <laughs> kind of get that first one behind you. Everybody healthy, so um, it was good. I mean, we got done exactly what we wanted to today
1: and you say anything special in that traditional spring training team meeting the same thing you know
0: actually you know it's just but you know what a big thing is to realize that we have an entire spring training and i told him i said you know what it probably is too long but you need it all i've come to learn over the years that it's probably too long but you need every bit of it and just encourage guys to not push through little nagging things. If we can give them a day here or there, then you know we were afforded that luxury to do it. That's the biggest thing.
1: And are these still exciting for you? Spring training, day one after more than 40 years? I mean, the unknown, see where you stack
0: up, you know, you get excited to see who's gonna be that next guy. That, you know, this, like last year, we really liked Spencer and loved Michael Harris and they're one and two and the rookie of the year. Um, Tyler Matzick, you know we had him as a fence jumper, and he would come in and strike everybody out. And you know who's who's going to be that
1: guy, that next one, because there's always somebody. Michael, anybody that you're here to keep an eye on as a breakout player?
3: I guess it's got to be Grissom. I know that he <laughs> kind of had his his breakout last year, but now he's playing a totally new position. Sometimes, as Justin said, you can't tell a lot of things in spring training, but defense you can't tell. Yes. It's like that's that's live. It doesn't matter who who you're playing, who who's in the other lineup. So I really want to see. Everybody wants to see, I think, if, if he can play shortstop. And um, as Justin said, he is an athletic guy. He's a striking figure, you know, tall, lean, you know, looks like he can move. Um, so I think that's why Ron Washington looks at the guy and says, I can make him a shortstop. But as we all know, it's a very hard position to play, so we'll see.
1: We did get one bit of news that uh, Kyle Wright's a little nicked up too.
0: We don't need to rush either of those guys. We, you know, don't need to take any chances. and. and um so yeah, that's the beauty of of this, and not pushing through anything. It's we got plenty of time to get what we need done. done.
2: Justin, anything to worry about there? It doesn't seem like it right now. He told me today um, it's that it you know he's he's going to do a bullpen session Friday. It'll just be. That he's backed up a little bit, he's just a little behind normal schedule, but he's still expected to be stretched out enough to be on the opening day roster. The Braves just don't know which rotation spot yet. He just said uh, Kyle told me that it was like since 2020, his arm just felt a little sticky. It would it would catch a little bit. It would kind of grab a little bit. He couldn't he couldn't extend as far as he would want to. He got a cortisone shot in January um, in his his shoulder and. He says he feels great. He hasn't felt it since, best he's felt since 2020, um, and he thinks it was accumulation of a lot of factors and just the innings build up, going up and down from AAA. All that stuff could have contributed, he said. But, um, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like there's big reason to worry. We saw him out there playing catch today, and he was going to do kind of a short bullpen and get off the mound and bring the catcher in a little bit.
1: Now, we had a chance to talk to Wright a little bit on Monday, and he mentioned that you know part of the reason for his 20-win turnaround season is the work that he did with a mental coach
5: honestly it's just more so we kind of talk about things so um he the big thing that we do is um we call it well better how and this is really the best way to evaluate outings um so I look at what I do well how am I going to be better and how am I going to do it and that for me has allowed me to move on from outings whether it's a good start bad start um, you know, I take what I need to take from the game and um and move on so whereas before I'd always kind of struggle with holding on things for too long and um, taking taking bad outings into the next one and then things just kind of spiral. So for me, that's been a really big thing that we've done together that um, has helped me kind of move on and um, I think continue to grow as a pitcher.
1: I don't know if our Braves report listeners know this, but to Michael Cunningham does a well better how after every column.
3: <laughs> I get stuck on the well a lot. <laughs> 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 um, no, I think that's a good approach by him. Um, obviously, it's worked for him. He said that also his his mechanics have improved since uh, last year and you know that he feels like he was kind of getting the mental thing down before, but it all didn't really click until the mechanics came and he was able to uh, extend off the mound better. Um, you saw his curveball work really well last year. So uh, yeah, now everybody keeps talking about this long camp. And I think that is, uh, like Snicker said, that's a uh, benefit of that is you don't have to rush some of these guys. We've all seen stories every year of guys who try to rush, especially young guys who don't aren't secure in their spot in the rotation or on the roster, they want to rush it. And now you don't have to do that this year. So that's a that's a good benefit for this longer camp.
2: Sage piece of advice from uh Bryce Elder a few days ago, guys. You can't win a job in the first week and a half of camp. No. So yeah, I mean that's that is like Michael said, the benefit and the luxury is that if you need a day, if you need two days, you need three days, you need a week, you've got it because you've got six and a half, seven by the time some of these guys get down here. Um I mean I think Kyle for him He's talked about not only Well, Better how, but his work with Zach Sorensen, his mechanics. It all clicked. Um, he was getting a little bit of it down, but last year, he just came in different. And you could ask anybody in the facility, from Brian Snicker to Austin Riley to Travis Darnot to anybody, and they would tell you that this guy looks like he's going to be the breakout candidate. I had a couple different guys tell me that, and they nailed it. Uh, he looked different. He pitched different. He attacked uh, when we saw Kyle Wright kind of in the majors and spurs before, he he was almost pitching to, to hitters his game plan and not sticking to his own. It seemed like he was a little timid at times. And now he just goes after guys. He got his best pitch back, which is his curveball, and started throwing that more, ditched the slider a little bit, and it worked. I mean, so now the question really is, is he going to sustain this? Because it's a really big part of that rotation, and if they don't have him, whether by injury or un- underperformance— it kind of throws a little bit of a wrinkle into things.
1: as for michael we had a chance to talk to him on tuesday about what uh, went wrong with his hamstring
5: yeah I'm, I'm doing good um yeah it was kind of an unfortunate situation just kind of doing dry work before camp this is actually the day before i drove down and uh felt a little grab and decided we weren't going to push it here early in camp now that we have a full six weeks and um yeah hopefully should be getting back out there pretty soon so how's he doing yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a kick in the groin. Honestly, um, when it happened, I was I was pretty worried, I was pretty scared because um, I know you know sometimes hamstrings can be a little temperamental, but uh, fortunately it's it's turned around pretty quick. So uh, yeah, pretty frustrating, especially given you know the early off season for me just to be able to get ready for this this spring training uh, and then coming down uh, with that was uh, not fun, but it's how it goes, and uh, we'll be uh, moving forward here pretty shortly.
1: Michael, uh, what expectations do you have for your namesake? Uh, this year
3: um man (laughs) what a good question right um i I was talking to justin about this earlier it's so hard to let go (laughs) of the idea that this guy can be a type starter because he was so good when he was healthy when he was healthy that's what we've always been saying when he was healthy when he was healthy um my expectation is that he will eventually get healthy and will eventually be a good major league pitcher again but we got to see it right um Man, And it's, you know, we write about these injuries all the time and it's kind of transaction you know, this guy's hurt, that guy's hurt, but to talk to him today and kind of see kind of that that human side of it, of like him being able to stay resilient through all this. I mean, I mean, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. He's a major league baseball player. and He's getting paid a lot of money, but I mean, it's it's got to be tough for him. So, you know, kudos to him to kind of sticking with it and having that big picture attitude of, hey, I'm just going to get back on the grind and eventually I will be healthy and do what I can do. And um I'm gonna say that eventually he will.
1: We also uh, got to the bottom of why uh, Mike Soroka will no longer be necessary.
5: I was always Michael to to family and everybody who really knew me, and that was kind of where I only really went with Mike because I'm not a huge fan of Mikey. That's kind of what it was in in baseball. So um, I went with Mike. It just sounded more, you know, sports. But um, yeah, for for a bunch of years, honestly, I've been kind of telling people I'd get my nameplate, try and get Michael on my nameplate, and stuff like that, and then. Uh, Jared finally asked me if, if, you know, we wanted to make it official. and I said, hey, you know, what the heck, let's let's do it. It's fine. I didn't realize it was going to be such a big deal because it's not like a, it's not like a change, right? Like I didn't change my name. It's just kind of what's on my birth certificate and it's kind of who and, and what I am.
1: Shout out to Jared Burleson, Bray's uh, media relations guy, and Canada's long national name nightmare is uh, now over with.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, he will go by Michael. That is official. And I like what uh, the other Michael Cunningham said about him is with Soroka, you can almost feel uh, almost a human element. Like you empathize with a guy like that. None of us have stood on a big league mound, let alone in a big league clubhouse, other than to do our jobs. We've never had a locker in there. We've never had a spot in the dugout. But this guy tasted extreme success for a year, you know, year and a half. He got that taste of what it was like and probably even more bittersweet for him he got that sense of what you know what he could be the heights he could reach as a big league ace uh and to have it all taken away for you know the better part of three years now has got to be really not only frustrating but you know defeating and demoralizing he's built up you know the resilience he said that today he will be resilient. Um, Mike Soroka has always been a positive guy. Even when I talked to him last spring, he, you know, he saw a lot of silver linings in it. One that he points to is how he's talked to Alex Anthopoulos about, hey, this could really save miles on my arm. When I come back, I could pitch for you know longer because I won't have thrown for a few years. Who knows if that's the case? We don't know how the Achilles and and everything's going to hold up. You know, from the athletic side of pitching, I, I don't know. But you do, like Michael said, when you do this job day in, day out, I don't want to say injuries become transactional, but we think of them as nothing sometimes because because of that, because it's all well like a, a strained hamstring is okay, well, it might be a month, you know, even that or a month and a half or an oblique or something. But these are normal things that happen to athletes and we cover them regularly. So it's it's not something that we just never see. We're we're used to them. But with Mike Soroka you feel the human side because that's a guy who got to see his potential and he got to see it lived out for a year or so and got to see the heights he could reach and what it felt like and to have it all taken away to this point it might feel like you know that his career's not gotten off the, the ground after that and that that's probably really frustrating and really just you know really demeaning.
3: He's right about the um, the innings right he's, he debuted in what 2018?
2: 18 and ages, the 19 yeah. was the first full uh, yeah, 18 season 18 he debuted
3: yeah. and he's He's had just barely over 200 career innings.
1: Yeah, it's really been one full season.
3: Yeah, he's got like 200, I think 211 innings. So that's Soroka looking at the bright side of it. Like, hey, maybe if, if I can be healthy, I got a lot of miles miles left on on the tires, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it because he's he's a really fun guy to watch pitch. Uh, we're in this power pitching area where so many guys just overpower with fastballs and you know maybe one or two other pitches, and he's a guy who's got four pitches it has got the command, uh, smart pitcher. I like watching pitchers like that work. So hopefully he'll get back.
1: All right, coming up, we'll hear from Marcelo Zuna and our clubhouse conversation with Braves reliever Joe Jimenez. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
4: What's so great about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love and more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership, starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Learn more at Kroger.com today. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com.
1: A quick reminder that uh, you know if you're still thinking about it, haven't done it yet, just haven't had the chance to, that we've got a terrific deal going on right now for listeners to this podcast that if you want to get all of our Braves coverage from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution – Just go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. You can get unlimited digital access to the AJC for just 99 cents for the next six months. So you'll get everything that Justin's writing here from Florida, everything that Michael's writing here from Florida, also access to our Braves Report newsletter, Mark Bradley's newsletter, Bradley's Buzz, all of our news coverage, investigations, food and dining, everything we got to offer here at the AJC, 99 cents for the next six months. So go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. That is subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast so you always know what's really going on. How is, uh, by the way, how's, how's the uh, house-sharing arrangement going uh, with the odd couple here talking <laughs> together over at AJC House?
2: I mean, it's it's good. I mean, it. it I I was with our photographer, Yoseb, for a week before this, who got called back to do, you know, Jimmy Carter coverage because they needed, you know, a top photographer back there. Um, Michael has seamlessly taken his place, uh, though he is finding out that... You know, there's not really a restaurant right there, so I think you went to the the local grocery store.
3: I did. I did. It's been going pretty good, except we're feeding each other's fears of alligators. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I, I I forgot about that one. I I don't want to see one, but there's there is a, a canal type lake slash swamp out outside <laughs> out back. A dangerous um, swamp. And. I think you told me today that you had an encounter with our little motion light.
3: Yeah, the <laughs> the motion sensor light went off like this morning at 5, so I jumped up and looked outside to see if there was a gator on our porch, but there wasn't.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, moving on back to uh, baseball. This has been a pretty hot topic uh, coming into the season, too. Of course, uh, the, the parade of folks that will be competing for left field, and is Marcelo Zuna going to be part of the conversation? Well, he did talk to us after he arrived on Monday.
6: During my, my whole career, I, I know what I can do in baseball, so – you had to have my mind clear, and then coming ready every day to to give it myself best. And Michael,
1: you asked him, you know, why he thinks the last couple of years did not go well.
6: Yes, I think it's a little, a little mind out of the control. So I just countable. Mm-hmm. You know, this game I know is is not is not easy. It's working working every day and. Then, when the season came came on you, you rest. It's like a you rest because you're working hard and then and the season is going to be easy. Yeah. So if you're not working, you don't work and then you don't do what you need to do, so you're going to be down. So that's what happened last couple of years.
3: Well, he's being honest. <laughs> he's saying that the last couple of years he didn't really put in the work before he got here. And so his season was down. Um, he says now that's changed. Uh, he did some work in the Dominican Republic to try to um, – Strengthened his arm. He played some winter ball. Um, we'll see. He says his arm's feels good and stronger now. We'll we'll see here in a, in a few days, I guess. Um, if that's true, if they if they put him out and left, I'm sure they'll kind of give him some reps out there. Um, he's been a good player, right? He was an all star with the Marlins. He had a great. It was a short season, but it was a great season with the Braves in the in the COVID season. Um, you gotta think that there's still the talent there for him to at least become an average hitter who can. DH, you know, however many number of games when they don't want to use the catcher there, which, you know, Darno had a great year at the plate last year, but he's had some injury problems in the past too. You don't want to overextend him, so if he can just become kind of an average guy who gets on base more than he did last year while also hitting those homers, then, I mean, at least he's contributing. So we'll see.
1: Justin, there's been many times Braves fans have asked us in the Ask Justin segment, wondering is now the time Marcel's going to get cut? Hasn't happened yet. Is he a lock for the 26-man roster going north?
2: I mean, I I think so at this point. Like, a virtual lock, unless he completely falls flat on his face. Look, you've already—if you're the Braves, and this is just me looking at the situation, you've already kind of taken the PR hit, right, from keeping him in 21 and then the PR hit keeping him last year. You've taken the on-field hit and keeping him last year— At this point, you might as well just see what he can give you. He's owed $37 million, so a lot of people would say there are 37 million reasons why he'll be on the roster for opening day. They wouldn't be surprised if he bounced back because of his exit velocity measures. And because he's only 32, he's not, you know, an age like 38, 39 where there would be conceivable decline. Like they think he's still got something there. Um, And they're in-house ops metric like i've mentioned on this podcast said that he should have had a better ops than he did which indicates maybe some bad luck but he's got to hit more consistently for any of that to be in play 22 23 bombs isn't nothing like he had last year but he's got to hit more consist you know more consistently he's got to be a little more you know focused during those at bats and i mean my i michael alluded to him strengthening his arm ozuna alluded to some arm inflammation um his arm hasn't been great. I, I don't really, I know you can't carry 36 guys on a roster, but I don't see a scenario in which the Braves should put Marcelo Zuna in left field.
3: Yeah, he um, when he did hit the ball last year, he hit it hard a high percentage of the time. It's just the contact was a problem. We saw it. He's had so many bad swings where he's just, as they say, non-competitive. <laughs> just pitches in the dirt, pitches way outside, and he's just flailing at him. You, you got to cut that out gotta walk some he hardly walked at all because he was swinging at everything so if he can lay off some pitches get a few more walks make more contact then you know maybe he can he can produce but yeah just hitting the ball hard when you do hit it but you don't hit it very much and you're striking all the time and you never walk that's not that's that's not good
1: All right, now let's go to today's Clubhouse Conversation. It's with the big guy, Joe Jimenez, who was Atlanta's second biggest offseason acquisition this winter. But uh, actually, Justin, by sheer size, uh, he may be the biggest. He's a big, strong man.
2: Yep, yep, really big. I think he's listed at 277 pounds. I I think it is. Um, And he's big, strong, um, and a power righty that they really needed back there. Um, And they're really excited about him. I know you were a guy who had a really good year, so – for a team that didn't make the playoffs, so maybe you expect anything, but were you surprised?
6: Um, well, it's 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 hard to be in that situation, you know, because obviously you, I mean, any anywhere that you play, you want to win. So it's 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 been tough the last few years, you know. Obviously, uh, they they got their direction. Uh, they thought that was the, the best way for them, and obviously for me, uh, for my future. So uh, yeah, I think it's 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 gonna go good both ways.
2: When you see that you're going to the Braves, a team that's got a stacked lineup and the rotation, the good bullpen, what are your immediate emotions at getting a chance to be on a contending team like that?
6: Yeah, absolutely. That That's the most important part, you know, and that's that's going to be the difference from between last year and this year for me, at least, personally. Um, obviously, being being in this team is just unbelievable, you know, just because obviously everybody here wants to win, you know. Everybody's on board to, to win a, a our series. So uh, that's that's what I want. I want to contribute and help. Uh, however I can to to make that happen. Looking at your
2: numbers, last year was a lot better than a couple of the previous. What did did you figure anything out or was it more just maturing a little bit and just another year in the game?
6: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think COVID year was really hard for me because, uh, you know, a lot of things changed, and I didn't prepare myself for 2021 season, so uh, the the way that I was supposed to, you know. Um, and obviously, the, the offseason from 21 to 22, that's when I went to uh, Puerto Rico and played winnable over there. Uh, and the pitching goal from that team helped me a lot. Uh, Jose Santiago, yeah, he, he played eight years in the big leagues, and, and I mean, he was the one that okay, let's, let's just sit down and, and, and figure out what what's going on. And that's what we did. I mean, I played winning ball that year and it was unbelievable. When I came to spring training, I was 100% ready. When you sat down with Jose, what are a couple of the things that he told you that you really took into last season? Yeah, you know, we just looked at uh, videos from the past, you know, from the, from the years that I was doing really, really good. So, uh, and trying to, you know, minim- minim- minimize the... Uh, what is it, the, the, it's in my mechanics. Uh, So just not trying to do too much in the mechanics, Um, simple stuff and and all that. I was thinking a lot when when I throw, so that was the most important part. And I think I'm getting my mind right too, you know, obviously trying to have that confidence again. I think that that was the most important for me. Um, And yeah, he helped me uh, like in the mechanics stuff and in the mental part too.
2: We hear a lot that confidence is everything for a reliever when you pitch late in games. What did that do for you? How did you feel on the mound when you finally felt like you had that confidence again?
6: Yeah. that's, that's when I went to win, win a ball you know because I, I needed I needed that confidence back you know and, and it was lost in the last few years. Uh, obviously I mean uh, when, when you don't, when you don't do good in the big leagues it's really hard and it's really more mental than anything so um, yeah I needed that back and that's that's uh, what I had in Puerto Rico you know just the confidence to go out there and just do my thing and I transferred that to spring training and then to the season you know and it worked. Was
2: there anything else mentally that you did to kind of make yourself feel a lot better, free yourself up in that regard? Or was it just getting confidence back?
6: Yeah, not thinking, not thinking a lot, you know. I think that was the most important, you know. I worked with a sports psychiatrist over there in, in, in Detroit, and he helped me a lot, you know. Obviously, to, uh, to just think of what the things that matter, you know, and, and not thinking about whatever else happens, you know. And, and that was really important for me and for my career. And so you
2: had a, uh, I think it was a lower lumbar strain is what you had in Detroit at yeah. the end there. And you, if I was reading correctly from the guys who covered you there, you didn't think you needed surgery at first, right?
6: Yeah, because I, I mean, I've been I've been having back problems since 17, obviously. Uh, uh, Fight through everything and 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 try to stay healthy and all that. But it was it was the time to get it, you know. And and for me, I think just getting out that out of the out of the way it was really important. So um, I think it's it's gonna go really well. And right now, I feel like I said before, close to hundred percent. So it's it's gonna go well.
2: And it wasn't a it wasn't um, a very serious procedure, right? It was just a little one. Yeah. If I understand.
6: yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think a month after that, a month and a half after that, I was playing catch, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't something that wasn't letting me uh, do stuff. So uh, I think right now we're in a good position and uh, just getting ready to start.
2: As you look around the clubhouse at these names here, how excited are you to, to kind of chase this team's goals with them?
6: Amazing, amazing. Like I said, I mean, this is it's an incredible uh, organization, you know, and just, just to be here, be part of it, um, and it's going to be a really good year for us. You're gonna put in a request to pitch against uh, Team Puerto Rico in the scrimmage. Ooh, that's that's gonna be hard. That's gonna be hard. I don't know what's uh, what we're gonna do with that. Um, I don't know if I can though. You know, just because you know I didn't go to the WC and now I'm gonna face him. You know, it doesn't it doesn't look good. So I'm I'm just gonna follow whatever Cranny has for us. You know, and and if he wants me to throw, I'll I will pitch in that game. You know. What's Cranny like? Amazing. I mean, so far, I mean, it's he's been welcoming and and. And he's trying to help. So I think that's really important to have a coach on your side, you know. So that's that's really important.
1: Michael, with the addition of Joe and Murphy, are the Braves better or worse than they were last year?
3: That bullpen's good, man. Yes, <laughs> I, mean, it is. I think it's the one area of the team you look at, and there's like, for me at least, no questions. Like, even if there's an injury or two, even if one guy underperforms, um, a couple guys underperform. There's other options, man. Um, I don't think you can say that about the lineup. Lineup probably through seven, you probably feel really good about it. You know, the last couple spots, uh, starting rotation, top two you really like. Once you get to three, it's kind of like, well, if, 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 bullpen, no such questions. I think they're gonna be great.
2: what do you think of Joe? I thought he was really insightful. Um, the The job of a reliever might be the most difficult in baseball. You know, position players have to play every day. Starters have to carry a lot of the game. But man, that that back end of the bullpen especially can be so volatile. Uh, we always talk about how relievers are up and down. And it's the nature of the game. It, it, it's really tough to stay on top of things. And what really stood out to me about him was the way he got back from those two tough seasons. You look at his numbers, um, and I wrote this in my story yesterday after we did that conversation. You look at his numbers from 2022— and then the years prior, and you're like, why was this guy a main trade candidate for teams? Because 2020 was not good. That was a weird year for everybody, though. I 21 guess it was 21 was not good, and he started in Toledo in 21. He started in AAA. Um, he was an All Star earlier in his career, but it looked like it he was slipping a little bit. And then 2022 was a lot better. Um, and one thing that's interesting, guys, is when you dig into his 2021 numbers, he had a 206 batting average against but a six era wow that and that doesn't that doesn't, that doesn't compute right so i went and looked of course the usual suspect 35 walks uh eight hbps that'll do it um but he's really been more in the zone he had a great 2022 um and jay i was really impressed with the insightfulness um and just the willingness to kind of detail that for us on how he got back
1: all right, so that's uh, where we will leave it here for this edition of the uh, Braves Report podcast because I have to go home now,
2: and that's disappointing. Oh man! I, hopefully, you have a better time at TSA than you did the last time. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. well, hopefully, the f- nice folks here at the Sarasota Airport. I, mean, I had a rough. Uh, you go back to the Friday edition of the Braves Report to hear my uh, travails to get down here. But hey, I got I got a new cell phone holster. So there
2: you go. There you that's go. That's a had win. To throw that bad boy out. Uh, so man, Michael, you, if you don't anything, that out there like a pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a, ah, uh, a holster <laughs> that i used to wear one of those probably 2008
1: and uh i still do because i don't care i don't want my phone in my pocket but that's again go back please uh support the podcast go back and listen to our shows over the weekend uh, so our plan is to uh release our next show on monday but if uh, justin gets some uh, great uh, interviews we'll pop in quicker but until then a couple of more days of uh of workouts and then uh, we start playing ball this weekend
2: oh yeah next time we come to you i mean we're probably going to have some ball to talk about finally man it's just uh you're really itching for the games at least i know i am and i asked brian snicker if he was and he says he's itching for tomorrow which is the exact response that i think a 67 year old man would have
1: and baseball on a clock starts saturday
2: yep wow with the pitch clock yeah, yeah yeah and bigger bases don't forget about that The shift teams are gonna already they're already gonna find ways to get around that or to try to get around it or to do things to, to get around it i'm I'm excited, guys. Just want the games to start. It feels like they've been working out for three weeks.
1: All right, so I had uh, had fun here with a few special episodes uh, down here in Northport, Florida. Catch them all. Go back on this feed. Uh, And also, you know, please rate, review, follow, and share this show. That's how we grow. That's how we get attention. So if you like what you hear, uh, help us out and tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll see you on Monday or maybe before on the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.